previously on Spies Like Us. Welcome back. This is part two of our Good Shepherd episode. And if you're not already familiar with the film, you might want to go back and give part one a listen. While you're at it, you might want to hit the subscribe button on your favorite podcast app so you can always stay caught up with us. That said, if you do just want to jump in with us right here, that's fine. I'll give you a quick recap. In the previous episode, we basically covered everything about the Edward Wilson character up to the end of World War II, including his subsequent return from Europe into a very problematic marriage. In this episode, Dave and I are going to be tackling the Cold War aspects of Edward's continuing career in espionage. The Soviets are making their own plays, and we might quickly lose sight of who we can actually trust, were it not for this episode of Spies Like Us. So the whole thing that, like, uh, you know, he's working on post-World War II is uh, all this South America stuff. Yeah. Uh, they don't, they never say the name Guatemala in the film, but, uh, you know, that, that coup that they pull off a, a little bit later, taking out the leader, that's, uh, that's definitely Guatemala. So I imagine that's the country we're talking about here. Well, we, yeah. And we, we actually were involved in that. Uh, we, we dumped a bunch of money into Guatemala because the communist party was getting stronger and they actually ran them out of the country and that's what created Cuba. Um, so that's a, that's definitely a real situation. Right. I mean, in the briefing, they say, you know, like, I think it's uh Dulles character says, you know, Edward, like you're the guy that got him elected. Right. <laughs> but, uh, which, which by the way, Google does not support that idea as far as I could tell. Oh no, we um, did. We did do okay. that. Okay. Yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't find it, but I, I'll take your word for it. We we did it in Italy and in Guatemala. Okay. Uh, but and, but at this point, but at this point, our guy is uh, yeah. listening, paying a little too much uh, attention to the Russians. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> and uh, we're concerned about trade, trade, especially coffee in this film. And also just having, you know, someone so close to home. The whole, like, uh, what, is, what is, oh, fuck. Isn't it the Ma- Madison Doctrine? It's, there's the one thing, like, where at some point one of, the, one of our presidents said, like, you know, to the world, like, hey, by the way, like, this whole Western Hemisphere, stay the fuck out of it. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think that's Madison. Right. Uh, so yeah, we don't, we don't like it when, uh, you know, I don't like it when, you, you know, or you don't like it when we're playing Twilight Struggle and I start flipping over South American countries, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> Especially that one that gives the KGB like just free influence in South America out of nowhere. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so, um, the, they use the, they use the Mayan coffee company. In this film, it's mm-hmm. clearly a stand-in for the historical United Fruit Company. That that would be like what they're, you know, like we're saying, like we have all these characters that, like, okay, they're named this, but really it's supposed to be this, like Mayan right. Co- Mayan Coffee, United Fruit. Right, right, right. Yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, it was uh, it was it, it, it all clocks. It was the Dulles brothers because at this point, uh, which we call it. Um, 
John Foster is what Secretary of State, right? And Allen would have been the CIA director, right? And that uh, you know convinces Truman to go in for, and and take that that coup attempt, which succeeds, right? But uh, they did have a failed operation previous to that, right? Which which we had a little uh, more trouble finding evidence for the the grasshoppers. The grasshopper bombs. Yeah, I couldn't find anything. I mean, anything on that. I don't know it's that really, we ever dropped. It's really, it's really weird. We looked hard. Yeah, yeah, we looked really, really hard, and I couldn't find anything about grasshoppers. But it seems like something we would do. It seems cool. Right. right yeah, I, I actually marked this down as my number two best, uh, because. To shut down the Mayan Coffee Company, they sent out grasshoppers that basically took over, and it didn't. It didn't shut down the Mayan Coffee Company, but it definitely was a damper on their operations. So I think it was a really, really cool idea, just like drop a bunch of grasshoppers out in a field that'll tear up like all of your crops or something. That uh, was clever. That's amazing. I guess though, like. Um... How, well, I guess we'll come back to how Dull has supposedly made all his money. But right. um, uh, along with your number two best, though, I put in my number two worst. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yep. You know, Matt Damon totally t- – they send a guy, you know, right. and it's a, just a throwaway character. We haven't seen him before. We don't see right. him after. Right. But, uh, you know, we send a guy. He's going to be our point man in, in Guatemala and, uh, you know – Edward's final advice is like, hey, uh, I wouldn't wear my Yale class ring down there. Yeah. Which is good advice. Right. Really good advice. It's, dude, it's total minus five points for this dumbass. Number two worst. Because, of course, we know that he did keep his ring on because they send it back in a coffee can as a message. Right. Yeah. And what an, yeah. Definitely terrible idea. Like a, There's... like a, like a, don't try this again kind of yeah, message right it was just it, yeah i i definitely think that was bad on his part i think it was just for the movie though i don't know if anybody would be dumb enough to do that <laughs> now the movie the movie isn't strict about telling us what years like different things happen and again mm-hmm. like we said like uh you know we're guessing that this is a guatemala stand-in but again uh-huh. like we keep saying like this movie is like really like it's not even it's so weird because it's not even trying to be historical but it just has all this shit that fits and right. then a whole bunch of shit that doesn't right but if you took this as guatemala um oh shit well i guess i wanted to come back to this i guess i should just put up a, a pin in this for now because we're going to come back to dulles in a sec but that coup would have been in 1954 1954 is an interesting year when we get to see the files that FBI Alec Baldwin gives to Edward later about right. Dulles. Right. But um, it's, uh, you know, they do the coup, and it's at this point that Donovan, uh, Robert De Niro, Wild Bill, uh, you know, they call him Bill Sullivan in the film, which was also a dude, but like has nothing to do with. The guy, it's definitely yeah, Donovan right. yeah. that uh, we're talking well, about here. Bill Donovan, yep. Uh, yeah, it's th- at this point that 
you know, he chooses to share with Edward that William Hurt, a.k.a. Alan Dulles, is about to be appointed on the board of directors of the Mayan Coffee Company, a.k.a. the United Fruit Company. Yeah, that was a big... Uh, this turned out to be way inaccurate. Like, apparently no direct... I mean, I don't know how inaccurate it was, though, because Alan Dulles and John Foster Dulles definitely had business ties all over the world. Uh, and uh, United Fruit was a big deal about it, too. Uh, and I want to get, get back to that in just a minute, but let's do Donovan first. Okay. Uh, we previously established, like, uh, you know, he's the guy that uh, tapped Edward to go to Britain and get all his training. And he gave him some really great advice and, and also, like, uh, expressed his concerns about this, like, uh, burgeoning power of the, you know, he's the, he's the guy that there's a statue of him at Langley, uh, like, in the main foyer or whatever. Uh, he's uh. regarded as the father of the CIA. Um, he's a super cool dude. Yeah. He's a super cool dude in history. He's, like... One of my favorite American <laughs> that, I, that were, I've never heard of. You were so excited when you found out about him. Let's and go like, down the list. Go down yeah. the list. Tell yeah. me, what, what, what did we find out about this dude? One, we found out that he was like super like criticized for hiring a lot of women. Like so way, way ahead of his time, right? Wow. Way to bury the lead. Um, oh. But yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. He's, he's very inclusive. And, uh, you know, it seemed like he was the kind of guy that, like, uh, what rose above the prejudices right. of his time, both, like, racially and gender-wise, and just wanted right. the right people uh, for the job. But, dude, this guy fought in World War One and World War II. Oh, wow. <laughs> he, la he landed on the beaches on D-Day. He is one the top – he's actually the only person – in history, in American history, to have won all three of our nation's top honors. Oh, that's a big feat. So yeah. you mean like the Medal of Honor? Got to be the. It's got to be the Congressional Medal of Honor. Uh -huh. I don't know what the other ones are. I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure they're cool. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, and he's got a Purple Heart in there too. Because why the fuck not? Yeah, I know, right. <laughs> He's kind of the guy that's connecting the MI6 with the OSS. Uh -huh. he's, he's kind of the guy that's foreseeing the need to have, like, even after this war is over, we're going to have to have a standing... Uh, Intelligence agency. He was the guy right after World War II. It was his idea to have... The Nazis tried in Nuremberg on neutral Swiss soil. Oh, instead of like on our soil or something. Or right. Like a, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What a visionary. He yeah. he he adamantly opposed the internment of Japanese uh, during the war. It's like every single thing, every single thing I see this guy make. Like I cannot fault him. I cannot fault him for anything. Yeah. You know, like, we have so many of these, like, awesome white male dudes that, like, when you really put the lens of history and really start, like, zooming in on them, you're like, yeah, but 
he owned slaves and beat the shit out of his wife. <laughs> yeah, right. You know? And 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 hated the Jews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. But this yeah. guy's unfucking saleable. Yeah. No, he he he's definitely uh yeah. He 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 definitely was a hero. It he looks deeply like. distressed he deeply distrusted John Foster Dulles. Well, that's and where I, I where he gets my brownie points from. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like the the Sullivan character that's supposed to be Bill Donovan in this movie is basically trying to implement um uh, a line of people that are trustable. He specifically uh, said he specifically said though, and I love this line. He said, I want I want this thing to become our eyes and ears, not our heart and soul. Right. Basically, uh with with Philip Allen or, or Alan Dulles character taking over being the director and he's involved in, you know, uh Mayan Coffee and he's it, it seems like this this organization could get very powerful and very scary. So I I, I look at him mentoring uh Edward as uh kind of instilling this this like I guess line of of you know the good guys integrity Integrity. yes a line of it that's that's what i was looking for a line of integrity uh uh, just a line of people who who serve the country and not themselves type of thing and um he's always whispering to edward about this and that and explaining things and saying things and he's always got a smile for philip allen but behind closed doors he's like you know philip allen's involved in some some bad stuff and so watch yourself. You're not yeah, gonna be says, able to trust says, anybody. Yeah, What's says, this line about you know, friends? Specifically, like when he uh you know, after the coup in Guatemala, uh, and that's when he chooses to share with Edward that, that William Hurt is gonna be on the board of directors of the Mayan Coffee, aka United Fruit. Uh, yeah. you, know, <laughs> you know, he just says, you know, remember what I said about friends. Right. And exactly. that's when that's that's you know he's tipping he's tipping Edward off very subtly to to say like you know like we're we're not all angels in this yeah thing. No. there are there are cowboys amongst us which I I really liked uh, a, a a big theme in this movie is is trust and weaknesses and stuff like that and you know the people in your own house can't be trusted you know there's a, there's a lot of of that. Uh, going on in this movie like who can you trust what who, what are the, who are the real good guys who are the people that you can rely on type of thing and and um i think this is a great moment you know especially with uh the the i guess uh course relationship between uh edward and richard you know richard's always watching everybody holding on to all the secrets you know and uh edward's uh trying to spot all the all the uh i guess all the moles and um, is is trying to live like the way Donovan would have asked him to. Um, so I, I like I like the idea of of having this trust issue, and and the and I think the theme was well played in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've got him established. We've we've pretty much. I I feel like uh, at the end of the day in this movie, Edwards really got three teachers. Two of them good. One of them bad. We've right. talked about the two. We've talked about the two good ones. Uh-huh. Uh, English professor and um, General Donovan. Yeah. 
And we've brought Dulles up a whole bunch of times so far, but now it's time. Let's let's dig in and really talk about like what we're talking here. And again, again, just to make super sure, you know, it's not supposed to be a historical movie. This character is absolutely meant to be Alan Dulles. Right. But his name in the film, played by William Hurt, is Philip Allen. Mm-hmm. And he is also there all the way on every step of Edward's progress through and into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, uh, uh, again, like, you know, he's represented as uh, an ex-president of the Skull and Bones Society, so he's supposed to be very influential in that. He's the one that personally uh, introduces Edward to Donovan. He's also the guy that personally introduced to uh, Edward to the English professor in his MI6 persona in Britain. Right. Yeah. He's the guy that shows up at the end, at the fall of Britain, and kind of is implied that he's the one that gives uh, Edward the job of, uh, you know, snapping up all these Nazi scientists. Uh huh. He's there through all the Guatemala ops mm-hmm. and, and everything. But beginning with. Uh, you know, this this weird thing that Donovan says about Dulles, like, you know, remember what I said about friends, is when Edward starts to get a little more curious about Dulles. Right. And uh, he ends up asking uh, Alec Baldwin, the FBI agent, to, to spy on him, uh, which, which was an interesting kind of uh, makeup for when the FBI, when he asked, when he asked Edward to spy on his teacher. And Edward was on. Uncon- you want me to spy on my teacher? Uh, you know, I'm asked to be a good American citizen. And like, now Edward's asking him to spy on an American citizen. You know, you want me to spy on an American citizen? He was like, maybe just look into it. You know, and uh, he was right. But it yeah. is. But it is kind of like it's it's a favor for a favor kind of thing. Or at least that's in in the psychic uh, web of the film. Right. You know, it it feels like that. And um and yeah, that's cool. So. What we do find out, because so uh, jumping around in time and stuff, um, we are, I think, going to go ahead and we're going to we're going to finish Dulles here, even though we have to jump up to like past the Bay of Pigs, Uh Um, which, by the way, like Dulles was like really he, he really just wanted heads to roll. Right. Yeah. Like, uh, he really wanted the list of, uh, of, of who was involved, which Edward doesn't give, actually, Edward says the list doesn't exist. Do you buy it? No, really. (laughs) I think, I think he's got something that he's hanging on to. Well, Dulles strongly implies that, you know, like, uh, you know, heads are going to roll because of this and strongly implies that, you know, you, Edward, your head might be on that list. He doesn't come out and say it, but he he strongly implies that, which also like, you know, right after the whole like uh, Bay of Pigs fuck up, um, Alec Baldwin, the FBI guy, he was quick to reach out to Edward and warn him that, uh, you know, heads are, you know, the president. Yeah. (laughs) There's, there's, the president is not fucking happy. Right. And, uh, and everyone, everyone is, is blaming the CIA for this. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and you need to watch it back. So 
And it's at that point, because originally when Edward tipped off by the, the little subtle indication by Donovan, that's when he goes to Baldwin and gives him the name and says, could you look into this guy? Alec Baldwin says, no, I don't spy on U.S. citizens. Right. But after the Bay of Pigs, Alec Baldwin does tip. He, he, he gives the file. This is actually my number three uh, best tradecraft. Uh, I like how he uh, basically had this whole chain of finding stuff so he couldn't be implicated. How he leaves his hat on the, on the table. And then, of course, Matt Damon kind of lowly, hey, you forgot your hat. And he just keeps walking. And so that's when Matt Damon is triggered to realize that there's probably something in his hat. Alan Dulles somehow made a shitload of money for himself during the years between them starting to fuck with Guatemala and when they finished fucking with Guatemala. Right. Oh, well, if it's the United Fruit thing, if, if we're looking at it at a, as kind of like a, a corollary or a parallel to the United Fruit, uh, the Dulles Brothers made a lot of money off of the United Fruit thing. It was pretty much like a monopoly in South America. Like the entirety of South America. It was crazy stuff. Like this stuff involving Panama and Guatemala and Cuba and all kinds of stuff going on. Well, that's that's the thing. I mean, and that's the thing that I think we all do understand as true and historical is that like, you know, because the Dulles brothers had, you know, they were like corporate lawyers or something like before yeah. they got into these political positions and once they were international they got, corporate lawyers right and once they yeah. got into these political positions uh it does seem that they really like ran the ship of state in the general direction at any given moment of making their ex-partners a shitload of money yeah we we can only assume that they uh you know were profiting as well Right. <laughs> I mean, on the surface, they're they're just uh, they're just kind of like, you know, if you ask them to account for themselves, I think they're just gonna look at you and say, "Hey, dude, capitalism is good. More capitalism, right. more good." Right. Exactly. In their less mind, co- le- less communism, more good. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, they're they're, but we we believe they are actually getting filthy rich over this. Absolutely. But there isn't any historical evidence of that. But the movie just like cuts through all that bullshit and just makes it look like he was just doing it all for personal profit, which right. is fine. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> okay, and you know we've been into all this stuff that leads up to uh, the Bay of Pigs, which is kind of like the launching point for like the end game of the movie. That's when we like resolve the whole framing device with like. There's somebody having sex in a room for some reason, blah, blah, blah. Heads right. are going to roll, all that stuff. But uh, now we're going to go back in time and and play through the Soviet stuff, right? Yeah. All right. So we're back to World War II, right at the end of World War II when uh, everyone's playing uh, catch, catch the Nazi scientists, where the, uh, you know, uh, we get an example of Edward processing uh, a Nazi informant. That's right. And there's a translator there right. that speaks English and German. 
And uh, we later spot that she's got a, a very large hearing uh, aid device. So I think someone somewhere had tipped off somebody to this and they planted this girl as being quote unquote deaf. And they were able to sneak in a hearing aid that's actually a recording device. Uh, it, it is getting my number three best. Is You could have three theories of why she would fake a partial deafness. Because we know that she is not partially deaf. We know that right. he clocks her by whispering her name from across the room when she doesn't have her earpiece in. Uh-huh. Uh, number one would just be purely because... Uh, and this is the the smallest one, but like you know, just having a a handicap of some kind could just make you look a little more vulnerable, right? You know, a right. little less, uh, you know, like someone that 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 less of a threat, you right? Know? Um, so there's that. Uh, it also, I mean, obviously, it could be a genius way of like you know having an earpiece in your head that like everyone can see because you know it's it's 1950 we haven't developed like <laughs> right. you know yeah. microchips right and shit like exactly. that there's no bluetooth right <laughs> um so you know it could also be a genius way of like being able to like receive orders or or be a listening device or something that's like hidden in plain sight right exactly if the third theory which was that Somehow they knew that, you know, Matt Damon had this super secret crush on a very cute, sweet deaf girl uh-huh. back in the day. Yeah. And, you know, this might be a way for this little honeypot to, like, like slide in and just look a little bit more tempting. Right. And, uh, you know, we don't know the answer, but I'm going to go ahead and say that I just like your theory and I'll give it my best Number three, Tradecraft. By the way, I found very little top-shelf Tradecraft in this movie. I have more complaints than... <laughs> I have more minuses than, than, than pluses. But again, the movie's not necessarily about spying per se. It's more about relationships. Right. Um, so, but yeah. Best number three. And then... But then, okay, so we're assuming to, well, uh, we have to assume that Ulysses is the one that played her into Edward. Right. That's who we're guessing. Uh, and it, somehow well, that assume, information got back Let's assume it because, I mean, because Edward delivers the the hearing aid into Ulysses' the teapot. teapot in what I want to talk about here where, like, okay, yeah, so you're delivering the earpiece to Ulysses. To right. say like it's a message, right? We got you. We got you. Yeah. Don't, don't try that shit again. Yeah. Right. <laughs> wouldn't it? Wouldn't Dave? Wouldn't it have been better to try to flip her? I agree. It would have what, been. Why doesn't Edward ever actually put English professors' lessons into practice in this movie? Yeah. <laughs> right. I. I. You know. Um. I. I have always considered this to be my favorite spy movie, mainly because of the chess pieces that get played. But after we've been doing this podcast and going back and watching it, I noticed Edward really doesn't do a lot of tradecraft. He, 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 you could tell that he's playing the chess game and there's enough 
evidence in the film to know that he's 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 very intelligently paying attention to what's going on and it's influencing his decisions highly agree right but you're right like this situation i mean other than maybe he's just fresh in intelligence and wouldn't think but english professor taught him he was like you want to flip your guys have them working for you you know like and 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 that's what i I think you and i would have done you know this is intelligence 101 right (laughs) at least what we've learned from watching all these movies but Uh, yeah yeah yeah. this was our movie yeah if this was our movie right we're, we're we're doing the bum rush on her we're saying like Hey, listen, sweetheart. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. And if, if you don't want to, if you don't want to know what the what the goulash tastes like in a Ukrainian gulag, you're gonna play. You're gonna you're gonna play cards with us. <laughs> and we're holding all the aces. Yeah. I know. Totally can we film? Voice. Can we film that shot? Can, can we just do that scene? <laughs> And they put it out. We got to put that on our YouTube channel or something. I would love. I would love to make a movie where we have that exact. <laughs> that would be great. Yeah. But I like. I like the fact that. I like the fact that Ulysses simultaneously arranges a direct meeting with Edward. Mm-hmm. You know, like he's 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 playing two angles at once. I like that plus five points. Yep. You know, because because he has his his boy Cardinal, uh-huh. uh, you know, uh, do his uh, thing with uh, John Turturro. It's kind of like each of their each of the two spy masters has each of their like lieutenants. Yeah, in in a confession booth, which was cute. I, I thought, yeah. Right, and let's just say real quick, confession booths. They're a con- they're a cousin of the park bench. There's a oh, reason. Uh, yeah, there's, a re- there's a reason <laughs> we love the trope of yeah. we didn't get any park benches in this scene. In this no. movie. But I uh, think we saw you- a park bench, but no one talked on him, so we were disappointed. <laughs> Alec Baldwin left his hat on a bench, but it wasn't in a park. No, yeah, it was at a university. <laughs> missed, missed opportunity. That should have been yeah. in a park. Yeah. But uh, yeah, confession booths—they're perfect for the cinematographic language of of a spy movie. It's a, such a—it's such a great place to meet because you can't see—you're having a private conversation. It's in a sacred, quote-unquote, untouchable space. You know, churches is supposed to be like off limits. Right, right. You know, you can't—you can hear each other. You can't really see each other, but like. In, in movie language, you can kind of see each person. So it also gives you that, you know, that element of like, you know, faces and shadows. Yeah, 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 yeah. Scene and, and, and trading a secret. So, yeah, I'm always going to give plus five points anytime I see a confession booth in a, in a spy movie. Not we as many as park benches. Used, I, we yeah, we actually ahead. used uh, that a lot. Uh, I had read William Colby's book and, and Alison Dulles, uh, Allison, Alan Dulles's books. Um, and they had both pointed out that. What are you, uh, writing, what are you writing the the Ice King fan fiction version? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Allison <laughs> Dulles, yeah. <laughs> the gender swap <laughs> for all the spy fanboys. We're doing a gender swap with Alan Dulles. Uh, no. <laughs> and, and Janice Angleton. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I would I would see that. I definitely would watch that. Um. Uh. No. Uh. No, uh, in Colby's book and in Alan Alan Dulles's book, they they both talked about uh, working with the Catholic Church 
specifically because of confessions, they were able to get people's like d- dark secrets and as well as get information on things that uh, a lot of a lot of those churches were used as um, um, by the way, William Colby was Catholic, too. So there really were a few, but they still existed. But uh, no, they 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 used a lot. So having an actual meeting at a confession booth isn't that uh, unbelievable. So I think so. It wasn't just cinematic, is what I'm saying. Oh no. right, yeah, no, no, it's it's just perfect. Yeah. It, it fills it fills all the slots. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that was I mean that was uh, way back in in Germany, and. Uh, we do we do now constantly get subtly reminded of Ulysses C's uh, guiding hand and presence. You know, he's mm-hmm. in Guatemala when the grasshopper bombs drop. Right. Uh, you know, Edward spots him in uh, surveillance footage or or news footage or whatever it is they're right. reviewing in the briefing room. You right. know, we know that he's he's like the guy that's like. Uh, manipulating this Soviet presence, this crawl into South America, and that's what Edward needs to stop. Right, and he kind of represents the the opposite of, of Edward. The, he, this is kind of like his antithesis, or like his, uh, uh, what would you call it, his doppelganger in Russia. And, and uh, well, I don't know if we want to talk more about him right now, but I wanted to point out that I consider Ulysses uh, a good shepherd. Um, but for the Russians, you know, he's not in it for the profit. He's not in it for uh, the f- the glory. He's in it for his country. And that moment at the confession booth where he he goes and scoots over and sits next to Edward, and he's like, you know, I I know our your code name for me is Ulysses. Your code name for us is Mother, because I haven't had a hot bath since you know the war, and and I and my fingers are frostbitten and stuff. You know, so you could see. These are both men of conviction, men of integrity. You know what I mean? They're just on opposite sides of the fence, so to speak. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I agree. And I, I was almost going to broach that subject myself. I'm glad you did. But uh, you know, the CIA analysis that we read on on CIA.gov of uh-huh. this movie, um, you know, they specifically pointed out, like, well, first of all, there, it was interesting. They thought he was the most human character in the film. Ulysses, yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> but but also that he was like one of the least realistic because according to them, like uh, the Soviets were like killing their spy masters off like left and right. <laughs> oh really? Oh geez. Yeah, you didn't oh. catch that? No, I didn't care. Oh man. Yeah, they said they they said in that document like no no single Soviet spy master would have lasted like the. The, you know, over the course of the 22 years of this film. These fucking Russians, man. <laughs> um, that sucks. Man, that kind of killed it for me. I was hoping, yeah. Oh, yeah, that he was a real dude? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. Oh. Very unlikely. Of course, you know, are you really going to trust CIA.gov? Well, uh... I, I do trust them that Soviet spy masters were murdered because that, that I mean, it wasn't just spy masters. So, I mean, communism turns into a very, very, very dirty uh, type of, I guess, government. And 
the the so when when Russian when when it was Soviet Russia, there was a lot of dirty shit going on where people were being murdered. So I, I I'm not gonna say that I believe them, but I'm also not gonna say that it's bullshit because it's definitely documented that they did that. And so I I think I would I I, I think I would tend to uh, believe them on that point. Okay. So yeah. <laughs> Nemesis all the way up, you know, it's 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 supposed to be it's them versus them, move versus move, like through all this South America shit. And then obviously like Bay of Pigs happens and that's a big like black eye for for team CIA. Yeah. And uh, you know, uh, you know, Ulysses has has won that round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> but before that, bef- before that, in between, he also like and now I'm presuming because it's not specifically said, but you know, we got this Soviet defector that comes into play. This is oh, between yeah. Guatemala and the Bay of Pigs. Right. We're talking about defector number one, correct? Yes. Okay. And but I got—I like to call him fake Russian. <laughs> sure. I yeah. presume it's not—it's never stated, but I presume that Ulysses played the Soviet defector into Edward. Right. I think he played both of them. Okay. Okay. But I, I I completely agree. Let's that, talk that... about number one first. Yeah. Um, that guy's okay. Now we're gonna find out that he's a double agent in this film. Right. Not in history. There there is a guy that this guy you know maps onto historically, uh-huh. but that guy was never uh, discovered to be a traitor. Um, but in this movie, this guy's mission and his. The like the nature of his betrayal are never defined. I'm not sure what he was. I mean, we get it. We f- unveil him as a spy, but I don't know what his spy mission was. Feeding misinformation, even though he gave him reliable information. Once you gain someone's trust, now you could feed them disinformation or misinformation. And that was the part. We just never saw it in the movie. Right. Yeah, and our complaint is we didn't get to see a lot of the tradecraft, yeah. He did clue Edward onto Cardinal, I think, because, you know, he, he, he's explaining Ulysses sees uh, methodology to Edward. Right. And he says specifically, like, he doesn't trust anyone except for his personal aide Sasha, which I we definitely take to be the cardinal character. Right. We we and, and, and I think Wikipedia supports that, but I mean it there's there's plenty of cinematic evidence to show that he is uh Edward's mole. Right. So we're guessing he got flipped at the confession booth. That would be my guess is that when he was flipped, we just didn't get to see that. I I never got to see it. Yeah. But yeah. the way the way I see it, and I think I think we're about to like maybe have an argument here. Like, if so, like if if Ulysses played Soviet defector into Edward, and if part of the plan was to tip Edward off to Cardinal, then I think that Cardinal is still loyal to Ulysses. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, we have the the moment like at that point he was still loyal to Ulysses. I would I would go the whole way. I would go the whole way, and I'll explain why. 
Okay. Uh, you know, right before the Bay of Pigs, when they're kind of doing their like final checklist, you know, kind of thing, Edward gets past the the dollar bill and he breaks the code that says like, okay, Cardinal is interested. Well, for one thing, I have a little quibble with like Cardinal is interested. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> like, yeah, I'm interested. Everyone's interested. It's the Bay of fucking Pigs. Uh, you know, the fact that I'm interested, it just doesn't tell me anything. Um, unless maybe like it was supposed to be like an all clear, like, yeah, go ahead, go for it kind of thing. Right. Yeah. In which case that is really not helping because Ulysses already knows the landing zone, like the Bay of Pigs mission has been compromised. If Cardinal sends Edward a message, any message other than abort, (laughs) (laughs) right? Tells me. Wait, is that what he was interested in? No, just just Cardinal is interested. No, but he was interested in Bay of Pigs. When when wouldn't he be interested in? As in, he's he's gonna start being the mole for Edward. Hey, that's. That's another way to clock it. Um, because I, 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 well, I'm trying because we see at the beginning of the movie is when we get the dollar bill and we just says Cardinal is interested. Well, how how did you connect that to Bay of Pigs? They're just about to launch the Bay of Pigs operation. Oh, I see, I see it. Okay, like it's it's the day before. Okay, and I'm if I'm Cardinal and you're Edward, right? Right. Like, is this, why do I send you a message that say, hey, I'm interested? Right. What am I interested in? I don't right. fucking know. Right. Um, <laughs> well, they don't, t- they definitely don't tell us. So my theory is that this is all plus five points for Ulysses. If Cardinal was loyal the whole time. Again, it's one where I have to say it a big if. Right. Uh, but I would put that as, you know, if true. That is my number one best tradecraft of the movie. If Ulysses played the Soviet defector into uh-huh. Edward to tip him off to Sasha so uh-huh. that Sasha could become Edward's cardinal and tell Edward as cardinal that everything is fine and you should go ahead with the Bay of Pigs and definitely not abort and everything's fine, then that's awesome that's has to be my number one best but it looks like you got a different take yeah i think i think he it might be loyal to ulysses for most of the film but ends up flipping towards the end and i think it's because how we even discovered he is cardinal is when edward hands the dollar back to him and says it's a cardinal rule of a, a what is it? Generosity is a cardinal rule in America, or something like that. In a, democ- in a democracy. In a, dem- in a democracy, and, that, and and it was like obvious. Like I think cinematically, this is the only time they ever held our hand. You know, now where it was just like, well, obviously he's the cardinal now. So I think him giving the dollar back is like letting him know that he received his message, and that was a way for them to kind of uh, re- re- get their uh, you know get their messages back and forth. Um, so I think at that point. Uh, Edward has uh, flipped him, which made my number one best. You know, you know, 
finding out that there's this guy and ending up flipping this top guy for the big spy master, I think is a big deal. Uh, but from your take on it, I can see the other way being possible as well. And that was kind of a, like, here's your dollar back, you know, like, like, you know, <laughs> yeah, uh, but it's him that asks for the dollar. Yeah. Right. So it's, it's, it's kind of tough to figure out. There's which... another, there's, there's another piece of that, but has to be saved for a, a little bit later discussion because we have to do the whole fallout thing. Cause yeah. there's a mad theory out there about like how Cardinal actually functions. But I guess I just wanted to say at this point, mm-hmm. I'm assuming that Ulysses arranged this and that Cardinal is supposed to be actually feeding Edward bad information. That's my take. My number oh, one I agree. Thing. I uh, Oh, you're saying Cardinal. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, I think you have a really good take on that. And, and I, I like that take. Uh you know, and I think I gotta go back and watch it again to make sure. Now I know it didn't make you your list, but yeah. uh, I, I mean, there's one thing we can agree on. Yeah. Like the Soviet <laughs> defector thing. It is a pretty dumb move to give the the Ulysses book to the Soviet defector. Right. Right. <laughs> Right in front of Edward, right? Or, or you got you got balls made of diamond, Mister. <laughs> well, he is it that literally. Upper... It literally is the name. How 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 much how much more obvious? How stupid is the audience supposed to be here? This is this is a massive fail. Well. Uh, Philby gives Edward a book when his son is born. He gives him that Charles Dickens book. Oh, that's oh, that's true. So he's he's established that he's a book giver. Yeah, that as nice. a gift. And in that meeting room, they kind of giggle like, "Oh, for uh, it was the James Joyce Ulysses," and he he was like, "Oh, you know, for our mutual acquaintance." Ha 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 ha! Like they got a good giggle out of it, you know. And and here here we are. Is, He's already handing him his 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 uh, well, like his passport is in the book or something, and his oh, all all his documents, his whole spy kit, <laughs> is like hidden hidden in this book, which is by the way, stamped prominently on top of it, the code name of the Soviet spy master, right. <laughs> Like Edward sleeping, I you know, I how can you sleep through this? It's yeah. it's 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 my number it's my number one worst for fucking ever and ever and ever. <laughs> like right in front of him, yeah. We get a second defector that comes along later, and that also like semi matches with history, blah blah blah. Uh-huh. Which you know and he he claims to be the guy that a first defector is. Right. So, like, the whole point of that is to sow the idea of um, distrusting the first guy. Like, who, you know, who's the real uh, dude? Right. Uh, Edward and and his band just, <clears throat> dude. I'm so I'm so annoyed by that. They seem completely blind to that idea. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's yeah. 
Um, I mean, we have we have Edward kind of thinking, you know. Um, <clears throat> but he doesn't really pick up on it. I uh, uh well, I I, I want to talk about the interrogation. Um, yes. First of all, we get to see another powerful moment of John Turturro being John Turturro, and he's like beating the guy, and there's all these dudes in the room, and <clears throat> they're cutting up his clothes, and they start waterboarding him. And this guy. Yeah, and the worst thing the worst thing he did to First Defector was to tell him there's no tea. Yeah, there's no tea, and and they made him take a polygraph, which he failed miserably, and he's like, oh, you don't understand. Polygraph doesn't understand Russian. I just, tools. I just want, I just want to point out, like, there's a drastic difference between the way they treat these two dudes. Right. Exactly. Like, in, the one dude, like, the worst thing John Turturro says is like, you know, the guy asks for a glass of tea, and John's like, there isn't any. Yeah. <laughs> right. Second guy comes along, and it's fucking waterboarding. Yeah. They beat him. They waterboard him. They strip him of his clothes. You know. Oh pump him full of lsd yeah they give him lsd and like he's the guy that's frank olsen frank yeah. olsen is the guy that actually jumped out a window after quote, quote unquote jumped out of a window oh okay yeah uh it's it, it, it is not only widely believed but pretty much confirmed at this point that they hired the mafia to throw frank olsen out the window did you watch wormwood i did and oh, okay. I've, I've done a lot of reading on it as well. Uh, that story is like the basis of like all the horror stories that like, you know, I would have grown up, you know, hearing like, you know, these rumors like, oh, don't do LSD. You'll fucking jump <laughs> off the building and think, yeah, yeah. why? <laughs> right. You know, but this, this, this was the, the factual basis of all that. Right. And what happens is this guy won't let up and keep saying this is his name this is who he is these are his family members this is his occupation and they don't believe him they don't believe him finally on the lsd he realizes there's a, a two-way mirror and he realizes that they're not going to believe him so he stands up and he says my name is blah 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 and i'm a free man and he jumps out the window um i'm gonna put this down as my number three worst tradecraft they should have protected him uh or kept him for, they should, you know, they they let him stand up and start talking, but you know, they they should have had him more contained where he wouldn't be able to hurt himself. And th this is a big thing in like law enforcement sure. and stuff. Sure, sure, sure. Is being able to protect uh, who who you're, um, what's it called? Uh, detaining. Subject. Yeah, Subject. when you when you're detaining somebody, their their life is pretty much a responsibility. And so, uh, uh, they just lost a very good asset. You know what I mean? A very good. And uh, but I also want to put this as my number two worst uh, was one having fake Russian behind the mirror with Edward while it's they're really interrogating bad. this guy. Really bad. Really bad. Really fucking bad. And then number two, after watching this man swear up and down after being beaten, after being waterboarded, after being on LSD and then jumping out a window. Still <laughs> What Still... do I need to do? <laughs> <laughs> what do I need to do to make you fucking listen to me? Yeah, no, right? Yeah. So, and they continued working with him after that. And, and, and you know, even uh, I think fake Rush was like, I will take the truth serum too, you know? And then Matt Damon's just like, yeah, I know you will. And, and, and I don't know if Matt Damon is just making a long play where he's watching him, but 
continue to trust this guy and not detaining fake Russian or anything. You know, I guess they built up a rapport, which we never saw in the movie. So it's not like they're best friends. You know, this guy sought asylum, abandoned his country. You know what I mean? And has been working with them. But I mean, it's not like they're best friends, you know? So I, 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 this is my number three and my number two worst tradecraft is, is one not protecting your detainee. And number two, uh, one having the Russian guy in while you're interrogating this guy. And number two, continuing to trust him after the fact. Yeah. <laughs> so like, you know, I was, uh, again, I was looking for like, you know, uh, sneaky things that like Soviet defector could actually be pulling off. I'd like to like possibly imagine that like he's the guy that identified Eddie, you know, Ed Junior, yeah, as uh, as uh, as a possible like chink in Edward's armor, right? Um, but no, Edward literally took Ulysses to his son's recital, right? Exactly, and, bad and bad <laughs> move. Minus five points. It was really hard not to fit that into. But I think the first defector is the one that uh, followed him and Laura and then delivered the images to somebody to deliver them to Margaret. Okay. Because he was there at the play and saw that whole thing perspire. Or perspire. <laughs> uh, that whole thing play out. Yeah. Regardless, I mean, one way or the other, uh, you know, like um, they, they do make Eddie. Right. You know, they make him as a, as a, you know, chink in the armor, uh, possibly like a way they can sneak, uh, sneak, sneak in there, get in there, you know? Yeah. yeah. And uh, so really at any point, once they know about his son. Right. And his son's ambitions to get in the CIA, like, yeah, why not like play Miriam into him? And that's right. how like, you know, we, we get the. You know, the whole reference, how the Soviets are imagined in this movie to have found out about the landing zone of the Bay of Pigs. But here I am. I'm Ulysses, and I do know about Eddie. I played Miriam into him, and that's how I got the information that blew up the Bay of Pigs and fucked that over for the CIA. Right. And so basically now, uh, you know, I have, I, I've, I've not only succeeded in that, but I've got leverage. Right. Standard spy move would be to flip Eddie harder, right? Isn't that what we usually see? Like you get in the one, the one mistake. Right. And then you approach the, and you turn them into an asset by uh, threatening to make the, or to make an error into a mistake. Right. He'd be valuable. He's uh, he's in the CIA, even though he's low level. Mm -hmm. But his father's Edward, right? But for some reason, again, I'm playing Ulysses out here, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I'm aiming higher, and I just want to skip the whole fucking process and just go for a flip on Edward himself. Well, yeah, if you can flip the top spy master, you know that's a big flip. What did we What did we learn from Philip Seymour Hoffman? You use a little fish to 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 catch the bigger fish. Minnow, barracuda, shark. Right. This guy is skipping the barracuda phase. Oh, I see what you mean. 
he's not that he's going directly for the the big play. He's saying, "I got a minnow, and I'm gonna go fishing for a shark." I don't think right. that's a great move, but let's talk it through and see how it works, right? Like my leverage on Edward, right, right. is that I know that your son was an unwitting asset, right? Unwitting right. is important here. Right. So what do I do as Ulysses? What I do in the movie is I deliver the photo and a fucked up version of the audio to Edward. Right. It was definitely an added one. And I think we have shots of Edward picking up on something's different. Like there's a cut. Through the whole movie, like that's the framing device that we keep coming back to over and over again. Right. It's like, you know, the CIA analysts like like working their way through the audio of the tape, gleaning little pieces of information, slowly figuring it out. Sound that the fan motor makes and where that would have been mm-hmm. uh, manufactured and looking at the different angles of the light coming in and the photo. And the all airplane that. taking off, the church right. bells. Church, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I mean, I think it was just cool for the movie for them to have to play with the video just to figure out what's going on. And it added to, like, I guess the intrigue of the mystery of what's going, well, well what is this tape? But, you know, now that you look at it and you're like, well, why would he go through all that work when he could have just told him, hey, by the way, your son did this? Like, yeah, I just, <laughs> I just, I just wouldn't have. I just yeah. wouldn't have. I would I would have done it a lot simpler. Yeah. Um but uh yeah, like you say, like uh Edward knows the game too well to fall for it. And okay, so so now I'm Ulysses and I've I've you know, skipping all that, I have revealed my card. Here is my card that I'm playing. What's my threat to you? It's not that I'm gonna kill your son. It's that I'm gonna let the world know that your son is the reason that Bay of Pigs fucked up. Oh, and that's a big blowback for the CIA. Or, right, oh yeah, that's true. Or I'll continue to let Miriam play her little fucking game on Eddie, and eventually, you know, you're going to have a bigger problem than you want to deal with. Right. Anyways, we, we already know. Edward, he knows the game. He's not right. going to fall for it. Right. For some reason, this is the time when he finally says, like, oh, hey, maybe that Soviet defector should be looked into. (laughs) Right. Right? And somehow, Philby, I don't know. I like the violin scene. Oh, the the violin scene was great. But, I I mean, I like it for, you know, emotional and cinematic reasons. Not so much for great spycraft, because I think he should have been on this guy a lot earlier. And, like, you know, the whole weird, you know, you did you have anything you wanted to say about the book? Like, like why is the book important? The little gray listen? hair that drops out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the hair? Yeah, I'm not sure what's going on with the hair. Uh, the, that bothered me, too. I was like, I have zero idea what the point of that was. Uh the film, than, for some reason, wants to really draw your attention to it, but there's there's no there there, right? Minus spy points. Yeah, uh, I don't I don't I don't know what the point of the hair was, but we know that the book being given was giving him his documents. Yes, yeah. and that's how like 
And then that's how, like, Edward knows that Soviet defector, which, again, like, didn't really play any part in the plot of the film, unless you go back to my theory where he was the one that's supposed to uh, tip him off to Cardinal, and Cardinal is really Soviet loyal the whole time. It's That's the only way I can justify... That's the only way I can plot-wise justify either of the Soviet defectors being in here. And then cinematically, like, maybe they're just, you know, there to, like, muddle things up and, you know, continually, like, kind of drive in this idea of, like, who can you trust? Who can you trust? Blah, blah, blah. But, but, in the last scene where... Edward does turn Ulysses down. I mean, Ulysses does seem disappointed, right? Yeah. He brings the matter of Miriam up. Miriam is the the girl. She's a Soviet agent that got the Bay of Pigs information out of unwitting asset Ed Jr. Uh-huh. He reminds Edward... Hey, she still exists. What do you want to do about her? Well, and it, he, she was his agent. He even says she's been an agent of ours for a long time. So um, he also kinda... says. Though, he also says, though, at this point, neither of us can be sure of her. Right. Because I think, like, he's implying that she is in love with him. Right. That's implied. That's implied. And I believe it. Yeah. He says sometimes spy, sometimes even spies. Spies fall in love. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, They don't, they don't come to a, like a direct agreement here on what to do about Miriam. But at some point she goes skydiving without the necessary. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, he, he he says, do you really want her in your family? What should we do about her? And he just doesn't say anything. Right. And and so it's implied that, you know, by not saying anything, that they were going to kill her. Well, and he, it, it, I, I mean, I think I think the way that um, the way that the chapel scene works out where Matt Damon basically informs his son that she's dead, mm-hmm. like you can't look at that scene and not think that Matt Damon's character is feeling a massive amount of guilt and culpability. Yeah. (laughs) So I don't know if he was the one that gave the orders to have the CIA throw her out of a plane Mm -hmm. or whether he just like gave an agreement with Ulysses that, you know, yeah, go ahead and, kill her mm-hmm. but he's he's clearly culpable in in some way yeah now we're, we're so close to landing this thing but this, <laughs> this is the weirdest part this is the weirdest part so the very next thing you know they're still in that conversation she's not dead yet but they've had that conversation and uh now we get to cardinal wants a dollar to buy a uh, snow globe, it looked right. like. But and, he's saying uh, it's souvenir for my daughter, but they don't have change. There's something about the way we focus on Turturro here that really tells me, like, 
something really important is supposed to be going on here. Yeah. And that's why we think that's well, I think that's why everybody agrees that Sasha is cardinal. But I think our disagreement is whether or not the Cardinal's been loyal to Russia or has been uh, flipped, like, realistically. Right. We even have, like, you know, in, in that passing of the dollar bill, you know, we almost have, like, a freeze frame. Like, the movie, like, screams at you to pay attention to this dollar bill. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> and it's the only time we ever get any real hand-holding. Like, and they don't even just t- flat out tell you they, they let it, but the movie does scream like, Hey, he's giving him a dollar. He right. says the word cardinal, you know? Right. <laughs> so everything about this scene screams that it's supposed to be significant, but it's actually really hard to tease out what the significance is supposed to be. Right. I stumbled into like the, the discussion group of all the people that were editing the wiki Uh and like uh, a bunch of people yelling at each other about like, you know, it's not supposed to be realistic. Oh, this happened, that happened, whatever. A prevailing theory in there seemed to be that we've just supposedly like maybe resolved somehow the Miriam situation. One of the theories was that like Edward is signaling to Ulysses that Cardinal is giving, like he's throwing Cardinal away, right? He's he's tossing the cat uh, a rat. Does that make sense? And then by doing that, that's how he's subtly giving Ulysses the go ahead to take Miriam off the board. What the, the dollar is supposed to be a sign to kill Miriam? The dollar, okay, here's how it goes. I'm not saying I subscribe to it. In fact, I emphatically don't, but I want yeah. to just share it. Because right. I, don't have, I, I don't have a better theory. I don't have a better theory. I just don't like this theory. Yeah. <laughs> here's how this theory goes. Um, I'm Ulysses. You're, you're Matt Damon, right? Right. Okay. Uh, yo, Matt. Uh... What about this Miriam situation? What do you want to do about it? And you say nothing. Right. And I'm like, okay, fine. And then my assistant asks for a for some change and you give him a dollar and you use the word cardinal and I, as Ulysses, even though I don't see this happen on his face whatsoever, I, as Ulysses, say to myself, oh, you, Matt Damon, have just told me that my Sasha is your cardinal. And so you've just handed me a traitor. And so that is your answer. And that is how you are giving me permission to go and take this Miriam situation for you. That's a that stretch. <laughs> I know. All right. So what? Where? What? What's better? What the fuck? What the fuck is that dollar? I thought it was him taking passing the dollar back 
there's like kind of a like here we're still in business you know <clears throat> I, I i have no idea at this point though because I, I i after you talked about sasha possibly always being loyal to russia uh and that really does make a little bit of sense i'm not sure exactly uh, because I don't know what his loyalties are. I'm not really sure what the point of that dollar was. Other than the movie telling us, hey, by the way, this is the Cardinal. <laughs> I mean, it screams it at us. Yeah. But what does that fucking mean? I, right. I you know, I, and I'm willing to like finish this podcast right now. Yeah. Saying that <laughs> that is an unanswered question because, you know, sometimes in these spy movies, sometimes things are going to run out of gas. And yeah. If you look if you peer too closely at, at some of these things, like, uh, you know, some of them start making more sense than you realized at first. Right. Some, sometimes they make less. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> this might be one of those cases. Yeah. Agents, please report for debriefing on this operation. The director will see you now. David, I already know you like this film. I love this movie. Tell I've seen why. it probably like 15, 16 times. Uh, yeah, when it was out in theaters, I made my family go out and watch it. Like, they took us out to go see it. I was, like, super happy and then left. And, like, I was like, oh, my God, this is the best. Uh, but, no, it, I just like the idea that it's about relationships. And, um, you know, I, I like that there's a lot of the accuracy. I mean, this got me into looking into stuff. Like I, I went and started researching a lot into the CIA history and just like this is really I mean this movie really you, got me you, into spy you, films. Really? So like this was you you weren't so much into the whole like uh this this was a launching board for you? Sort of. I mean like I had seen all the Bond films, you know, but like I, I've said in the podcast when we did Russia with Love that like, you know, that's not a spy movie, it's just action movies with spies in them. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's a lot of spy movies that I had seen because my mom liked a lot. You know, like I'd seen Sneakers a million times because my family watched it all the time. You know, but I this is like the first time I understood more of what's going on in a subtle way. In you know, and and so this is what got me into watching more movies, like doing research in a, into the CIA, into like just spy history in general, and you know, it, I it knew just, you were really excited about doing this movie i did not know this about this movie yeah because uh, 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 i i probably was a t- what was this uh like i was a teenager when this came out or something or maybe like early 20s or something and i had been watching a lot of like movies to analyze you know prior to that like i i made it like a huge effort to see all the like you know cult classics or like all the hefty you know uh like famous director movies but um this is what got me into researching spy stuff like actually like learning more i was already into conspiracies at this point but this made me want one this this gave me a more positive feeling about the cia number one and number two it's also got me interested in learning more about spy history what's your star rating on it <laughs> well, are I'm, you, are, I'm, 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 I'm giving it a five. a five. Yeah, I'm giving it a five. I love yeah, this movie so great. much. This, despite all the dirty underwear we found uh, analyzing some of the tradecraft, uh, I, I, I still think this is a five. It's 
I, just like that at the end with Ulysses, you know, sometimes friends can be enemies and enemies can be friends. And, and it's just like the idea, just the whole thing where like there's these good shepherds that have laid their life down for the country, you know? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it, it made me, I don't know. It, you, you were right earlier in the podcast when you had said that uh, my romanticizing is showing. Uh, yeah. Yeah, a little bit, a yeah. little bit, but that's fine. That's yeah. fine, you know? Let, let your, let your, you know, Put your heart right there on your sleeve, buddy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if we were not in the process of doing this podcast, mm-hmm. a lot of these movies, I think, like, like I would rate higher, you know, for having seen once than yeah. I do after watching them, like, three or four times and making, like, a shit ton of notes. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, dude, it's you and me against the critics on this one. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm... Uh, it's it's a high level movie. I can't go higher than a four, right? Uh, you know uh, what? Uh, Munich and four and and uh, Miss Sloan. Those right, are my yeah. four point fives. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but uh, the movie is most about emotions and relationships and moments, right? Than it is about tying all the strings together. Right. And if you approach it that way, I think it's, I think it's fantastic. And I don't mind, I don't mind a long, slow movie where most people are not expressing like what's really going on. And, and, you know, you have to use a lot of imagination. Right. 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 In the blanks. When you really tease apart the tradecraft, I think there's a lot more minus spy points than plus spy points right. in this movie, which had kind of sold itself as a really accurate representation of how the spy trade is actually prosecuted. And it really is not that. Right. It's it's so much more about the effects of being in the life. Right. And and that's where like, you know, maybe like you said very earlier at the top of this podcast, like, you know, the marketing was really great for it, but like it, when sometimes when the marketing doesn't match the product, right. Uh people walk out disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> I right. I I didn't walk out disappointed cuz I didn't have those those uh expectations but uh you know my best tradecraft number three if true fielding an infiltrator against edward with a hearing handicap right somehow like assuming that they knew that his one true love like also was was deaf and had a similar handicap that's Mm -hmm. that's that's good. That's real good, yeah. That's that's real good, if true. Yeah. Um, number two best, uh, you know, just the way that, uh, uh, you know, during the montage where English, English professor is giving Edward his tutorial, uh-huh. uh, you know, blindside that motherfucker, you know, just hit him <laughs> with the information. Don't give him time to think about it. Let him know what, what's at stake. Mm-hmm. And how he can, you know, uh, he you you will absolutely fuck up if you hesitate. That's 
mat, major plus spy points. Yeah. Super, points. super big. Yeah. And then my number one, again, like it has to go out with a big conditional. Like, uh, I believe that Cardinal was Ulysses loyal the whole time. Okay. I understand that there's other interpretations out there, including yours. And right. you're not the only one. If we were to assume that that was like a whole play, then that's a four move fucking checkmate. Yeah, Fuck <laughs> right. Fuck you, bad pigs. Yeah. Number one best tradecraft. Yeah. How about you? Uh, my number three was uh, when Alec Baldwin left the hat and created like a whole chain with the the, the dry cleaning ticket and then had the the documents in the, the package of the dry cleaning um, because it created distance between the FBI and uh, espionage against American citizens. But I just thought it was cute. You know, very, very spy. Like, aha, here's the thing. Go take the thing to the thing, get the thing. And then now you have the thing. You know, I, I like it I like a lot. It too. Yeah, I like I, it too. Uh, my number two was the grasshoppers. Um, uh, you know, if you, there's this huge money play with this coffee company and it sounds like, one of your own is betraying your country and profiting off of it. You know, why don't I just send a buttload of insects that are going to eat up the crops? And even though it didn't completely like destroy uh, mine and coffee, I, I like the idea that that was their move where they were just going to like pull off the crops. Um, my number one, and this goes back with the conditional Todd thinks Cardinal was loyal to Ulysses the entire time. I'm thinking he might have been flipped at some point, and I think it probably was at the confession booth. So uh, that's my number one best is being able to flip the spy master's like right hand man. Like I think that was a really really big deal, and I, I liked it a lot. But that that does have the condition. It depends on who who was loyal. If if you're listening, you know, and you have your own opinions, definitely shoot us a comment or something. We should definitely chat this out. Uh, and see how what everybody thinks. My worst number three is, uh, again, like, uh, you know, uh, we get this whole cinematic framing device of, like, what who's on the sex tape, what are they saying, blah, blah, blah. I could just have given Edward the kind of tape and, and skipped <laughs> a lot of steps there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number two worst... Uh, obviously, like I fucking told you not to wear your class ring down there. How stupid are you? <laughs> right. <laughs> Easily my number one worst is unless, unless Philby's got balls made of titanium that were forged in the heart of a neutron star. <laughs> That's the only other excuse. Otherwise, don't give a book with your fucking passcodes and everything to your defector guy with the fucking name of your code name of your spymaster Ulysses printed right the fuck on top of the book, right in front of the CIA spymaster. Please don't do that. Please yeah. don't do that. Yeah. Uh, my number three was not protecting the real Russian when he was detained and letting him commit suicide. I, that plays into my number two is why do you have this guy watching the interrogation of the guy claiming to be the same person as him? I would have kept them separated. That's the Furthermore, last person you want to have present. Exactly. Right. 
Exactly. Uh, I don't want him, one, influencing my thoughts, and two, I don't want him getting information from this that he can use against me. I want them completely separated. And furthermore, after this poor guy swears up and down who he is, who his family is, who his kids are, what his occupation is, after being beaten, waterboarded, and, and like pumped full of LSD, and then commits suicide saying, this is who I am and I'm free now. Why would you continue to trust the first guy that's been lying to you the whole time? It's pretty dumb. Yeah, I would have, I would have, I, I would have uh, at least looked into it. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Open a file. Yeah, yeah I know. Right? <laughs> uh, my number one was at the the play when he saw Laura was going to see her immediately afterwards. I'm sure he could have found her on his own. Or had her tailed and maybe but just going to see her that exact same night, uh, especially since there's probably surveillance on him or something. I think that was a bad play. Uh, but what are you gonna do? Uh, we all have our we all have our weaknesses, as Ulysses says. Redaction I'm starting I'm, like my starting bid is one point five, and that's where we hit with Munich. I actually uh, like one point five because a lot of this is very realistic. But there's a lot of stuff made up. So. You know, but I mean, it's 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 also similar, uh, you know, to um, the company, right? Uh, which we also gave a one point five. Which and the reason we bring up Munich and the company is because we're talking about like a, a very fine line between uh, history and and reality, right? I want to see if I can tease you into a two. Well, I think this is less accurate than the company. And I think the company did have a lot more tradecraft. Uh, but I think a lot of this movie is pretty realistic despite the inaccuracies. You know what I mean? Um, and there was a lot of bad moves. I think you're right. I, I, think, I, think, I think a two is, is about right. There's too um, many. There's too many things that just did not happen. You know, well, and, even though even though they have all these names right. in it that like correspond to people that actually existed, there's just too much stuff that like is is it's just wrong. Right. And and the fact that like we have so little like good tradecraft and so much bad tradecraft in this movie. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, gotta, I feel you. Got to be a two. Okay. Yeah, I, I I think I can go with the two for this. All Absolutely. Right. All right. Well, that's that's the show. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to reach out to us, you can find us on Twitter at spies underscore like us. Visit us on our website at www.spieslikeus.net. You know, find out about upcoming episodes. Also, what will really help us out is if you give us a review on wherever you found our podcast, either on iTunes or your Android app or YouTube or wherever you listen to us. Uh, even if you didn't like the show, just give us a review. It'll help us give us feedback so we can make the show better. And it can also help other people who haven't found the show yet find out about us. Hey, Moira, initiate Protocol 9. Protocol 9 initiated. This podcast will self-destruct in 20 seconds. The preceding transmission sampled the songs Ice Cold by Audio Nautics, Enter the Party by Kevin McLeod, and sound effects from freesound.org. Attributions and links are found at spieslikeus.net.
Editing by Todd Hostetler.